This week on The Jake, we preview the MLB playoffs with Yes Network's Michael K. I have my hot Jake of the week, some Jake news to go along with that, a one-minute movie review of Naked, the newest Wayne's Brother movie, and in light of that, my top five bad movies of all time. Also review my Bachelor in Paradise season, my most recent trip to Las Vegas, and my upcoming trip to Nebraska. Everyone, welcome back to Jake. Welcome back to episode 22 of The Jake. I'm Jake Brainy. This is episode 22, the Jabril Peppers episode. We're now out of the quarterback realm. And, uh, and yeah, 22, rookie Jabril Peppers looked pretty good through two games. We'll see him play against some lesser opponents instead of Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and hopefully he could stand out a little more. Well, it's number 22. You got the Taylor Swift song, which is a personal fave of mine. And, of course, the Indians' most record-breaking winning streak that they just uh, finished last week. I know we talked about it a lot last week because I recorded right at the end of the game. Uh, they ended up ending that streak the next day. It was a lot of fun. If you haven't heard and you want to hear a little bit about the Indians and hear me gush over how good they are, you can go check out my last week's episode, tw- episode 21, talking about the 22-game winning streak. Indians looking pretty good going towards the playoffs. After the 22, they actually ended up going on another five-game win streak that they take into Seattle right now. Looking at the number one seed in the American League, possibly MLB. But we'll talk more baseball later with Michael Kay from the Yes Network. And certainly next week when I have Steven Lorenzo on and I go on to his show, which is called Don't Ask Me Why, his new podcast, also on SoundCloud. You can check it out, Steven Lorenzo, Don't Ask Me Why, where he talks about sports and you know, similar to mine, where he'll touch on a little bit of this and that everywhere. So that should be a lot of fun next week when we exchange podcasts. But this week, had a lot of fun going on. Uh, just got back from Las Vegas, my first ever trip there for my buddy Chris Heine's bachelor party. And it was a great time. Had so much fun. And unlike New Orleans, I kind of want to go back. You know, in New Orleans, I kind of did everything I wanted to do. I feel like in Vegas, there's more to do out there that I haven't touched on. Uh, you know, we go back to there are a lot of clubs. There's a lot of fun things going on, especially when. And then you got everyone's going out late, and then you get a little bit of. which is so much fun to do with a big group of guys. I mean, then you got everything going on. And I was told not to say anything about. Oh, and now I'm being informed that I've spoken too much about the Las Vegas trip. Sorry, guys. I'm going to have to mute a little bit of that out. Anyway, it was a great time. I had so much fun. We ended up going to the bank, which is the club in the Bellagio. We spent a lot of money on booze and uh, had this awesome suite. Uh, in the hotel, we had a uh, like our own private like uh, bottle service section. It was it was a great time. Had it was such a great group of guys. Met a few of uh, Chris's college buddies that ended up being 
really cool, a lot cooler than we thought they were going to be. Because you go into these things, you're like, all right, you know, how is this going to go? You know, in New Orleans, we there were a couple guys I didn't know uh, on the bachelor party, and they ended up being pretty awesome guys. And then, you know, you go to this, and these guys are just as cool, and spend a lot of time with them going around town. It's it, Las Vegas. I mean, it's not like I have to advertise Las Vegas being fun. Everybody knows that Vegas is a fun time, and it was great. You know, can't wait to go back one day. Uh, I was actually doing good in gambling where I was doing roulette, was following the winning color, maybe got a little, uh, went a little overboard with betting on the inside, trying to hit big because I, I hit big a couple times and, and I just hammered away at it. Uh, but you know what? Gambling wise, I was up and uh, it did, it, you know, I, that's kind of what I went for. So the money that I uh, won gambling ended up paying for a lot of the things on the trip anyway. So that was really cool that I was able to kind of get away with uh, doing that. So, but yeah, Vegas was great. And I'm now on to my next trip, which is kind of the opposite of Vegas. Tomorrow morning, I'm flying out to Nebraska. Going to go to Lincoln, see Rutgers take on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. My first time ever going to a Big Ten stadium. I mean, oh. I guess Rutgers counts as Big Ten, but um, my, you know, the first time ever going to a real, like, Big Ten, like, you know, this is the first time ever going to a Big 12 stadium, you know, the former Big 12, uh, which Nebraska was a part of. This is going to be a really cool one. Uh, I I don't, I'm not pulling for any which way. I, I always like pulling for the home team. Uh, Rutgers isn't very good. I don't think Nebraska is all that great either. They just fired their AD, which is usually a sign of things aren't going great. But I am going to enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of red. You know, All the home fans wear red anyway, and now the road team's going to be wearing red too. going to be a blast. Get a Nebraska shot class to add to my collection. It's just my aunt and I. We're going out. It's like a one-day trip. But if anybody knows of anything I should do in my one night in Lincoln or in Omaha, let me know because we really don't have plans after the game. It's probably going to be going to a bar, grabbing some drinks, watching more football, getting to bed, and going, coming home. So, But I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited. I love checking out stadiums. Uh, Clemson was a great trip with my buddy Bill. I've done you know different baseball stadiums with uh, my group of guys that we've done. Uh, Fenway, we did Pittsburgh this year. We're going to do Toronto next year. I love checking out new stadiums. I've been to Notre Dame a bunch of times. Ohio State is probably next on my list. I'm going to Rutgers and Princeton both next weekend. Princeton plays at home at noon, and then Rutgers hosts Ohio State at night. So I'm going to be doing a full day of football the day before I have to move out. So hopefully I'll get ahead of some of that stuff uh, before I have to go to the games. But really excited for football season coming in full effect right now. It is... uh, it is definitely my favorite season of anything to watch. Is definitely college football. You know, if I had to pick anything, you know, I wouldn't pick the Browns in the NFL. I wouldn't pick baseball. If I had to pick one sport that I could watch, it would definitely be college football. So really excited to get that underway and get some games going on before it's wedding season because bachelor parties are over. It's now on to the wedding season, which starts in late October. So get in some football weekends while I can before that that comes up. Okay. So that's that's what's going on in my life. Other things, I started watching Ozark, which is a tremendous show. Saved up some episodes for the flight home, or the flight to Nebraska, and then the flight home. It is super intense. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Bloodline, which is another Netflix show. Uh, 
a lot of people were wanting to say Breaking Bad because of the content of the show. I can see it, uh, a, li- a little bit of it. So I, I'll say that that's like an okay uh, comparison. But it's, it's not as much as Breaking Bad as people want it to be. But it's a really good show. It should definitely be checked out. It's super intense. Uh, I liken it more to Bloodline, which I, is everyone knows is one of my favorite Netflix shows. And uh, yeah, it's it's great. I can't wait to get through season one of it. And uh, apparently they are going to have a season two. I haven't read too much into that because I don't want to spoil any of it for me. So I'll look into that more when the season ends. Movie, most recent movie I saw was, uh, well, you know, we'll jump into that next. Just finished season three of Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, I will say it was a bit uneventful. A few of the couples that really weren't that strong broke up. I will say feel feel bad for Dean, who had a really good thing going on with Christina and had to you know break it off because he wanted to see what he had with D'Lo. And I think that was a big mistake. As much as I think Danielle was like really pretty and probably the prettiest girl on the show, he had something really great and he blew it. And then he ended up blowing it with both girls. And I think he realized that it was, he made a huge mistake just to see what was out there. And sometimes, yeah, you got to be fair yourself and you got to do that. You got to kind of feel it out for yourself, especially when you're in a place like that where it breeds that. But if you've got something great with someone like Christina, who's like super hot and really nice and, and was super into him, he blew it. So Dean, sorry about that, man. And he didn't even get the bachelor afterwards. They gave it to a guy from a couple seasons ago. I don't even know his name. Uh, everyone's calling him junior because I can't pronounce his last name. So uh, he's a race car driver. I think they're going to play on that theme a whole lot. Uh, there were only three couples in Bachelor in Paradise that ended um, leaving together. Um, one was Robbie and Amanda, and they ended up breaking up. Another, and, you know, she has kids, and he, I, I can feel like after the show ended, you know, she said, like, he, he was only around when it like worked out best for him, which I'm like, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense for a single guy who's just coming off of this show and she's got kids. It's a different story. The next couple was Lacey and Daniel. And that I could totally tell wasn't meant for long because he was kind of just going through the motions with her. And when it became serious, he was like, uh, what? He seems so stupid in the live after the show type thing where Lacey was calling him out. And he was like, oh, you really said that? I didn't remember that. It's like, dude, I can't believe she was in Dan because I thought she was really great. But she really, like, come on. Like, she put all of her eggs in that guy's basket. And then he goes to New York for six days, hangs out with her for, like, an hour. And uh, she calls him out for that. And he was like, oh, shit. Didn't realize you were bringing that up on TV. But that one didn't last, which was no surprise. Um, they cleared the air between Demario and Corinne, which was nice. I mean, they both are kind of just looking to move on and it's like good for them. At least they can, you know, hug it out and then say like, listen, this was a huge misunderstanding and they both agreed their stories were straight. So it's all good there. But the final one was Derek, Mr. Not Jim Halpert and Taylor, who is kind of like shrill and annoying and probably going to be a pain in his ass for the rest of his life, where he proposed on stage. It's very Chris Harrison-led. And, uh, yeah, the, it was a boring season. It, they they messed up with the whole Corinne DeMario thing. They needed more of that. 
just like they needed more of Chad last year, and they got rid of these people way too early for reasons you know that we may never fully understand because of the way that it all went down. But Back from Paradise, uh, it was less than it was underwhelming, and won't be bothering you guys about Bachelor until January when it comes back on, and that's the best season. Bachelorette is not that fun. Bachelor in Paradise is. It, it, it leads you on to believe it's a lot more fun than it is, but it's really just all about The Bachelor. So we'll be back in January about that. Okay. So I was leading on before to the movie I saw this week, which was a Netflix original movie called Naked, which is kind of Marlon Wayne's spin. I think it was Marlon. It might have been Damon. I forget. Um, Marlon Wayne's spin on Groundhog Day. He, except it's just one hour, not one day, that he keeps living over and over and over. He wakes up, and it's about 11 o'clock on his wedding morning. And he wakes up naked in an elevator, face down, has no idea how he got there, and needs to get to his wedding, which is, like, starting right now. Everyone's at the wedding. He calls his buddy. There's a bunch of different, like, hijinks that go involved. The trailer made it actually look pretty good, but the movie was pretty much garbage. They they had a good theme. They really messed it up. They had a good cast. Even, you know, the Waynes brother, I, and I'm not, I just don't know. I know, I can see the differences in all of the Waynes brothers. I just don't know which one is named which one. Marlon, Damon, um, and there's another one too. Uh, so it's not me being like racist or anything like that, not knowing the difference between them. I do. I just don't know which one is is which. Uh, I think it's Marlon Wayans. I don't know. That It's making it sound worse. Anyway, the movie was garbage. It was no fun. Uh, they, they, like, they keep on, like, they rolled over so many things. Like, he got pants one time, and all of a sudden, it's like, all right, he, he you know, he then he's dressed a different way another time. I'm like, how did he, they totally glossed over the fact that he got the, the, the clothes. You know, like, and, and they didn't factor in all the other things they had to do right. Like, they, he did something right one time, but don't you need to do it right all the other times to make it so that the pattern works? I was frustrated. It was kind of like a time loop. If you are into those shows and movies that deal with time loops and stuff, like, you'll be frustrated. So, not a good movie. Um, it was totally a waste of my time. I would have been much better off watching some 30 Rock or Parks and Rec or more Ozark episodes but I didn't. I watched the movie. I fell for the bait, and uh, they got me. It was a good cast, and it was a good theme. It was just, uh, there are a lot of plot holes. So yeah, one-minute movie review of Naked, which was garbage. Anyway, but that got me thinking for this top week, top five this week. You know, I, I, there are a lot of bad movies out there that people like a whole lot. You know, and I was kind of commenting on this when I said... Uh, a couple weeks ago, I did my top five bad movie experiences. Okay, so that's a little different. And I told you I would kind of come back to the bad movies aspect of it. You know, but for the bad movie experiences, you know, that was like, you know, all of the, the, you know, the time my dad taught me about like, you know, sex and stuff. And that was a bad movie experience. Uh, the time we went to see a, um, you know, a double feature in the rain and neither movie was that good. I wouldn't say those are my favorite bad movies. It was just an experience. Or the movie Wanted, 
which was garbage, and we left at the end of it before the movie even reached the credits. We were just like, I have to get out of here. You know, you sit through two hours of a movie, and you can't last the last ten seconds because you're just that fed up. So those are my, my movie experiences that I mentioned, but these are my top five favorite bad movies, okay? Movies that I love, you may not love, but it, it, it means something for everyone, right? So... And I want to point out a few things. So, okay, like number one, Point Break, not a bad movie. It is cheesy. The Like the lines are cheesy in the movie, but the acting is good. The plot is good. And, and it, it's a good movie overall. It's just a lot of the dialogue can be cheesy between Keanu Reeves and Pat Swayze. Okay. But it's a good movie. It's overall executed really well. So that's not a bad movie. So Point Break doesn't count for like, you know, those types of movies don't really count for this. Okay. Um, another one, like Jingle All the Way. It's not a bad movie. It's a kid's movie. You look at it now and it's pretty silly and it's, you know, it's, you know, he's like, you know, flying in the air and there's a lot of things that are kind of unbelievable, but you got to remember it's a kid's movie. And in terms of kid's movies and Christmas movies, it's one of the better ones. So something where it comes off as silly, but it's supposed to be a kid's movie that needs to be considered for this. All right. Another one would be like Hot Rod, Napoleon Dynamite. Again, silly movies, not kids movies, but their intent was to be silly. So I'm not going to count those either because the whole thing was it was supposed to be either quirky or weird or a little off the wall. Those aren't bad movies. Those that was the intent to be like that. Okay. And uh, The Negotiator, wrong. It that's a great movie. So that's that's not going to be on this list. It's a good movie, a good plot great ending, great acting, like that's just good movies, okay? So here's my top five, I'll get it started. Number five is You Got Served, not a good movie. And you know what, a lot of those dance movies, not great, but anyone that watches it enjoys the hell out of it. It is like super fun, you got like dance battles and dance like groups slash like dance thugs, it's something else, but you know, that's why I let off with Joe Budden's Pump It Up today in the episode is because it's one of those movies that, you know, you get into even though it's bad. Steve Harvey is in it. I mean, who doesn't love Steve Harvey? Miss Lil' Kim is in it. You know, Step... I'm sorry. You Got Served is great. But you look at the movies, Step Up, Save the Last Dance, Stomp the Yard, all those dance movies, usually bad movies that they try a little too hard. But they get the audience, people enjoy it, and it's like a whatever type movie you just... You just turn off your mind for a little bit, treat it kind of like a chick flick, and just watch it. Okay, number four. It's a little bit of a tie, a little bit of a, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, this is a gray area. I'm going with Con Air, Wicker Man, really any bad Nick Cage movie. Nick Cage has done a ton of bad movies. He's done good movies as well. National Treasure, good movie, okay? Um, Gone in 60 Seconds, not really a good movie. Okay, so there's a there's a whole Nick Cage spectrum. He's done a lot of bad movies, but any bad movie he's done, he's given it like a thousand percent effort and is acting the shit out of it. So I lead off with Con Air. Uh, whether you think that's a bad movie or not is up to interpretation. But Wicker Man, Gone in sixty seconds. I mean the the Ghost Rider ones are kind of like you know that's like comic book. So that's a little different, but the, those Nick Cage movies, and he's got a lot of them, and the overacting videos and all that stuff are really entertaining, and I, it can't be ignored. So number four, I'm just going to put as Nick Cage. Number three, kind of similar to what I just said about Nick Cage, 
Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, and really any of the Fast and the Furious movies. Fast Five is a great movie. The original Fast and Furious is also a good movie. The ones in between, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, uh, back to Fast and Furious, uh, Fate of the Furious, which I actually never saw, which I'm a little uh, embarrassed to say, uh, so I can't include that one just yet on the scale. But my point is, all of those movies aren't exactly considered good movies, except for Fast Five and, and the original, but they're entertaining as hell. Sometimes you need that movie where you just go, turn off your brain, and enjoy it. Everybody's got theirs, whether it's you know a show like Keeping Up with the Kardashians or the Bachelor type shows, or it's a, like a movie like Fast and the Furious where it's racing, it's high adrenaline, it's The Rock, it's Vin Diesel, it's all that like crap just shoved in your face, and it's just fun to watch the movie theaters. Those are all great. Uh, I love them, and I I need fast movies. So so number three, I'll put as just Fast and Furious franchise. Number two, this is where we're getting you know getting down to the the meat and potatoes. Number two is Deep Blue Sea. Oh my God, is that a good movie? I love it. I I was actually under the impression it was a good movie for almost my entire life. Not until I was like in college did I find out. Yeah, that's uh that's actually a bad movie, Jake. And I'm like, what 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 are you talking about? I'm like. Look, these like they make these sharks to be like you know smart sharks, and they swim backwards, and they plan, and they surprise you. It's like that doesn't exist. I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. And the, the whole like all the dialogue is kind of cheesy, but it's good actors. It it, it kind of like surprised me because I'm just used to Sam Jackson being in good movies, and I like Patrick Jane a lot. I think he's pretty uh, pretty good. And LL Cool J with "You Killed My Bird," like they've all got their moments in the movie. Uh, I'm a little surprised with who lived, who died at the end. I won't spoil it, even though it's like a, you know, 20 year old movie, but I love deep blue sea. I think it's, it's easily top five of my favorite bad movies. It's number two on this list, which is subject to change in, in the future, but deep blue sea, which is actually one of my sister's favorite movies. Like she probably won't tell that to her friends and stuff. But growing up, Maggie loved some really bad movies. And her top five will be really interesting. Deep Blue Sea will be up there. Summer Catch will be up there for her, which was a honorable mention for me because uh, I really like Summer Catch. Uh, I also don't think Replacements is a bad movie. Reviewed that two weeks ago. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's a good movie. Uh, and if I'm wrong, then maybe it deserves to be my number one. But there are a lot of good ones. My sister's, one of her favorites is Anaconda's 2, The Hunt for the blood red orchid or red blood orchid or blood orchid something it's dumb it's horrible it's like there's no redeeming value of the movie except she really likes it there's a girl with a really bad australian accent there's this guy who's obviously the bad guy the whole time and he turns and everyone's like yeah we saw that coming like yeah oh, that movie's shit but i appreciate that maggie likes some bad movies all right so to my number one could have went a lot of different ways. You know, Roadhouse is a, a lot of people's, like, favorite, like, it, I guess it's a bad movie, so this was, like, a fringe one for me, which, you know, anytime Swayze's a movie, you've got my attention. Like, he's he puts a button on every scene. Um, and, you know, another one is Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks is a bad movie with a huge cast and a really weird theme and plot with the aliens being fucking weird. But... 
like that one too. Nothing wrong with that in my eyes. So that was honorable mention. But my number one, and this is no surprise to anybody, my favorite bad movie is Starship Troopers. Oh my God, that movie is so good. I, I can never get enough of Starship Troopers. Johnny Rico is graduating high school and has to decide what he wants to do. Earth is in a war with another planet and the planet is a bug planet. These bugs are attacking Earth. They are at war with us. And the movie kind of starts with a big attack that they send a meteor that came from their one of their planets and wiped out you know, Buenos Aires, which is where he's from. So him, a couple of his buddies from high school, join the what's called like uh, the Federation. And uh, man, it's it's... It's really good. It's a must-see for everyone. Neil Patrick Harris is in it. Denise Richards is in it. You've got Jake Busey. There's a lot of... Oh, um, oh I forget his real name, but Asak Schrader from uh, Breaking Bad is in it. It's a great cast. Uh, it's a it's just like a really intense movie, war movie, good music. Uh, not everybody makes it out alive, which makes it kind of like realistic for you. They made a lot of sequels to it, which were also garbage. Johnny Rico, Casper Van Diem, he needed some work. I get that. No, no, no judgment here. If you're an actor, you gotta act. But there's no doubt, Starship Troopers isn't one of the best bad movies ever, and it's obviously my favorite. So that was a fun top five. Uh, I, I would love to hear everyone else's favorite bad movies. So comment on either SoundCloud or Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you see this posted. Comment with what your favorite bad movies are and what I missed. What did I miss that you didn't that you think I uh, should include or possibly check out? There are a lot of bad movies that I wouldn't mind checking out. Okay. So next up. We got Jake News, okay? A little my little take on fake news, but this is Jake News. This is all real. So, uh, what's going on in the news today? And my first thing that came up, on top of all the devastation we've seen from the hurricanes and the superstorms to Texas, Florida, Puerto Rico, and everywhere that's been you know damaged by this, of course, North Korea is like, hey, we're uh, going to start testing hydrogen bombs in the Pacific Ocean. So great. That's fantastic. On top of everything that's going on in the world, we have to worry about hydrogen bombs going off in the Pacific. So this should be very, very interesting. And, uh, it, you know, say goodbye to all your loved ones because it's like this shit is finally getting real. Unbelievable. And it's like I try to stay away from politics as much as possible. I uh, don't always understand it. I feel like a lot of really like stupid arguments come from it, so I try to just back out. But this stuff is hard to ignore. I mean, this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, okay. Like you know, it's one thing to be like, oh, who'd you vote for and why? It's another thing to be like, hey, bombs are coming. So good thing to keep your eye on. Uh, it seems like you know the the South is starting to recover a little bit from all the hurricane devastation. A lot of money was raised uh, in, in Texas. Hopefully a lot of the money is also being raised in Florida. I know Puerto Rico is going to be out of power for like weeks. And I've you know, been seeing a lot of baseball players you know, try and raise money for that. So hopefully that's all going well. And, uh, and yeah, hopefully you know, our president won't shut his mouth. And I hate getting involved and I hate taking a stand and 
I'm not taking a stand, but I'm just like, oh, hydrogen bombs. No way. Maybe I should include that in the podcast. So that's this week on Jake News. And uh, my other segment, Hot Jake of the Week. Okay, this one, we're going to skinny girls who think they're fat. Girls, you're not fat. Like, it, it's, it's, as a big guy, it's frustrating to see these girls nitpick themselves and be like, oh my gosh, I'm getting so fat. It's like, no, it's, you're, not, you're, you're not fat. It's almost like, you know, when going out, you have these bouncers at clubs, right, who check you off to make sure you can go in and stuff. You know, they let, you know, cute girls and, and good-looking people go through the line, cut the line, get through. You know, we need that for the, you know, the girls that think they're fat. And this guy, you know, he's a, he's a bouncer. And he's like, okay, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's check you out. Turkey neck, okay, check. Uh, muffin top, yeah, you got that. Let's see the man boobs. All right, dude, you're good. You're good. Welcome to the Fat Club. Taco Bell is on the left, and uh, and yeah, salads, you can go across the street for that shit. You know, you want to be. But no, these girls come in, and it's like, Amber, get to the back of the line. You're not fat. Shut up. Leave that for the fat guys to say they're fat. So, a little hot Jake of the week. Girls, you know, you remember the scene in Mean Girls when they're nitpicking all the, the you know, tiniest little things, like, oh, my pores? I'm like, I've never even looked at my pores. i got enough work to worry about that my pores are like... I, I, didn't, I never thought about my pores, so get out of here with that shit. Anyway, that's my, my little hot Jake of the week. You know? And another one is, it, this I find pretty funny, you know, people tell me I'm going to spoil my appetite. You know, oh, you're, you know, oh, you're eating early, you're going to spoil your appetite. Wrong. I'm making my appetite stronger. You know, you see me eating popcorn before dinner. It's like, I'm just warming up, baby. I'm, I'm not spoiling anything. It's My stomach's waking up. It's like, oh, popcorn? What we got going on, Jake? A little Chick-fil-A later? That's what I'm talking about. A little dessert action to, like, slide it all down? No. Spoil my appetite. Don't give me that. I can't spoil my appetite. I'm a champion. Anyway. Well, it was a great episode. Kept to do a quick one this week. Got a big week next week. Again, like I said... Check out Steven Lorenzo's Don't Ask Me Why podcast on SoundCloud. I'll be on his on Monday, and hopefully we'll uh, be able to iron him into mine sometime either Wednesday or Thursday. You can check him out on SoundCloud, and he's also on Facebook, Twitter, and all that. Uh, I'm sorry to Michael K. We ran out of time again this week. Uh, hopefully we'll get you next week to go over the baseball playoff preview. Uh, but until then, everyone, have a great week, and I will talk to you next week.